Yo, 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 what's good? It's me, your boy, Benjamin Banks, and you are listening to Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, and we are bringing you a brand new episode this week with my co-host, my best friend, Travi Boy O'Malley, that's, the boy, the third. That's what's the good, third. Man? What's up, man? I'm, I'm chilling. That's good, man. I'm feeling I, I spicy. See, are you chilling like a villain? Chilling like... Oh, bro. I saw that Descendants 3. I saw the end too, man. Fire, boy. I, I saw the Fire. end. The girls was downstairs watching it, and, you know, I wanted to start dancing, but nah. Nah, you should have. Nah. Because you know that, that, that ending dance sequence they got? Fire, boy. Straight flames. It was cool, man. Hey, look, I know that uh, on today's episode that we're going to be talking about... Talk, um, sorry. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, hold on. Let me rewind real quick. You know I hate when you go back okay. in time. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to be talking with uh, cosplayer Maliha, and I wanted to bring up how in Avengers Infinity War, remember the scene where Captain America, he was trying to hold Thanos back? Yep. Yeah, your daughter, Kai, like she was trying to show me, she tried to tell me that she was stronger than me, and she was doing the same thing that Captain America was doing to Thanos, and I'm just sitting there looking at her, and I'm just like... I can end her right now. <laughs> you didn't, hold on, bro. You didn't give her the famous Thanos line? What did he say? I'll tell you what he said. He's nuts? Ah, uh, bro, you took my thunder. Uh, well, hey, you you're took not, my thunder. Well, I mean, if you would have aimed for the head, then you would have probably stopped me before Ooh, I, I could have said it. Ooh, there it is. Yeah, you yeah. hit me back with a, ah, you got me, boy. Yeah, man. But, hey, I'm very happy about this episode that we're doing today. Um mean yeah we got a lot of, like we talked about we have a lot of you know muslim fans of dbz in the group we have quite a number of muslim listeners and um i'm sure they'll appreciate this episode and everything that she does for the muslim nerd community culture yeah man i mean like a wonderful said, wonderful wonderful woman right here like i said bro i mean i was just on facebook because as you know i stay up there 24 7 and uh Chilling somebody like had shared a, a pic somebody shared a picture Chilling. of Malia and she was cosplayed as Chilling Kim Possible. Like and villain. I was just like, man, like that's a really, really good cosplay. Like, I would love to have her on the podcast. So, you know, you know how your boy does what I do. I'm always sliding in people's DMs. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and she responded back. She didn't, you know, she could she wasn't one of those how? type of girls like, oh, who is this messaging me? She she was excited and hey. Let's get into well, it. Well, first, hold on. We was, we had Chris tell us that we were legit. Yeah, and we were Chris, cool. Yeah, he looked. He listened to some of our episodes. And, and, and now, because remember what he said at first, he was just like, "Now hold on, Ron. Who are these guys? Yeah, who are these guys?" He said, "I look. And these guys are legit." Yeah. So, for anybody questioning the status of this podcast, just know this has been stamped approved by Dicebo from Universe Eleven. And you got to say, cause see, because you messed up. You said Chris. You got to say the he, full name. No, he messaged, Cri- he messaged me, and this is what he said. What he he said, Trav, you know, we're boys now. Why don't you go ahead and just call me Chris? <laughs> and I said, you know what, Chris? I'll do that. And now, and that's you, what you, could, you could call him Chris. I'm going to put some respect on that man's name, and I'm going to call him Mr. Christopher Don Shrill Piper, because that's what his name is. Okay. But yeah, so let's go ahead and roll in today's episode with Cosplayer Malia, and uh, let's get rolling. Yep, yep. Hello, hello. 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 How was your weekend? Uh, I'm doing great. Um, weekend was good. It was productive-ish and relaxed. We had a Muslim holiday this weekend. On Sunday, we had Eid, so had family over. I went to see friends and 
you know, typical holiday things where you go out, meet friends and family. And what is the, you know, the premise to the holiday? Like, what's the background story on it? So this holiday is called Eid al-Adha. Um, it's a holiday about sacrifice. So Muslim tradition, we, we are also an Abrahamic faith. And we believe that this is um, Prophet Abraham had, um, it's, it's a significant thing where he had sacrificed a lamb instead of sacrificing his son as he had dreamt. It's actually a long story. I kind of don't want to get into it right now. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's cool. I mean, like just given like but the brief basically summary the that idea you did. Is it's a three day holiday where um, Muslims are required. Muslims who are financially able, they're required to sacrifice uh, an animal and share the meat with the poor and the needy along with their friends and family so that it's a festival where everyone's able to, at least for those three days, everyone has food on their plates. And yeah, and then people go out, see each other, stuff like that. You know, um, I, I slightly remember this holiday. Um, I used to work at Renaissance Center back in the day. And I remember um, we had these customers who would um, get that would get like these freezers from us around uh, this time for the holiday that you're talking about. And like the lady, she was telling us that it's like they eat a lot of food like you're like you were explaining. Yeah. 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 So I sli- I, I kind of remember this holiday from from my, my youthful days. Yeah. Cause I'm an old man now. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's one of the things. Uh, yeah. One of the things of the holiday, it's basically there was, okay. So basically to go over it, prophet Abraham had a dream where he was sacrificing his son. And so he spoke to God. He's like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like, and so he, at the last minute, he was willing to sacrifice his son. He's like, if this is what God wants, I will do so. And he spoke to his son, who was like, if that's what God wants, do it. But then at the last minute, an angel came and said, instead of sacrificing your son, sacrifice um, a ram or a goat, and then give its meat to the poor. And that will, you know, it's it's like an honorable thing to do for the sake of God. And yeah. so we've carried out that tradition since, where the people would sacrifice like camels, cows, goats, sheep, you know, an animal with meat instead of actual people. Cool, 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 cool. So let's get into uh, some other stuff. It was cool hearing about your weekend and everything. And we hope you enjoyed everything because it sounds like you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let's talk about Maliha, the cosplayer. Now, how I came across you was um, somebody had shared your picture on my Facebook timeline and you were cosplaying as Kim Possible. And I was just like, yo, like, this is really sweet. <laughs> Thank so you. I would love. To, I, oh, yeah, you're welcome. And I was like, I would love to get her on my podcast. So it's like, <laughs> as soon as I saw it, it's like, because remember, it's like, I thought I was following your page. But like, I had actually sent you a friend request. And I was just like, OK, cool. Well, let me message her and see if she would like to be a guest on the podcast. And you said you were cool with it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm happy to hear be here. Tell the audience like how did you get into cosplay? So, I started cosplay. I mean, I I was like always a nerd growing up and when I moved to the states, I heard about Comic-Cons and like people dressing up for them and my friends used to go every year and I couldn't afford it, but eventually I did. So, when I went in 2016 for the first time, I was like I have to cosplay. And so that was my first year. 
I cast what is Agent Carter and I really loved it. I really love just like at that point, I didn't exactly have social media or anything, but just like being there among fans. It, it was Agent Carter. She is from Captain America and she also has her own show from the Marvel Universe. So I went to like a Marvel cosplayer meetup and I, like everyone was so cool and excited. And just like getting to play act scenes or getting to take pictures with other cosplayers, like other characters that have interacted. It was just so much fun. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to do this. And um, it's also like when you cosplay characters, you, you get to feel that person, right? Like, even if I'm not like actually crime fighting or whatever, but it's still like, wow, I am such and such character. So if the, I think the feeling, the feeling of being a character and interacting with the fandom on a different level, I think that, that's really what drives me into cosplay. Yeah, one of the things that I'll say, because I agree with you on that, it's like when you're cosplaying a character that you choose to cosplay, it's you can kind of compare it to a video game uh, right. in a way be- because it's like, you know, you're playing this character. And so, like, you're trying to do the character's mannerisms and uh, just portray that character as if the character was really here in the real world. Um, the first time I had cosplayed, I had uh, cosplayed as Big Smoke from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas at um Necocon <laughs> here in uh, Virginia and it was people like when I went there because you gotta you gotta think Grand Theft Auto San Andreas came out when I was in high school so I'm oh, thinking wow. what Trav what was that 2003 no 2005 2006 I was about to say I'm pretty sure we were in eighth grade no bro I was <laughs> uh, I was yeah oh five oh four oh five oh four oh five okay and when I went to the con, I was just like, I'm sure nobody's going to know who Big Smoke is. And like people were just like, hey, that's Big Smoke. And I was just I like, know. yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so and like, I, like, honestly, yo, when I went to this con, I was like, nobody's going to know who I am. Nobody's going to want to take pictures with me. But I was so surprised, like with people coming up to me wanting to take pictures. And I was just saying lines from the video game. And I was acting like Big Smoke. So I I get what you mean where you say that it's like, you know, you cosplay for the first time, you're portraying this character and you want to make sure that you do everything spot on. So that way the fandom can appreciate the work that you're doing with the character that you're cosplaying. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely like super exciting. And I, I agree. I felt the same when I did Agent Carter because when I was cosplaying, when I was like planning it, I'm a hijabi, so I'm like, okay, I have to modify the outfit because she 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 has bare legs, and I, I was like, okay, I have to wear something. Obviously, wearing a hijab, covering the hair, and I'm also plus sized, and she's not. So I was just like, huh, I don't know if anyone is gonna recognize me at this point. Also, she's not a huge character in the Marvel universe, so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just doing it for myself. But oh my god, so many people recognized me. It was crazy. I was like, totally not expecting that. And especially I think it's adorable when kids want to take pictures and I'm like, what? A child thinks I'm a superhero or, or whatever character it is. It, it, you know, it's like, it, it's fun. It's, it's fun. It definitely like makes you, it, it validates, right? It validates your fandom. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, I'd seen that Brie Larson responded to you on Twitter. She saw your picture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also <laughs> that was that was a very cool moment. Yeah. So one of my pictures. So I, I designed a hijab after Captain Marvel came out, and um, so it went semi-viral on Twitter. And she responded. So I, I basically I kind of died, but um, <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Like just to have that recognition. Like, hey, that's cool. That's creative. And yeah, I 
you know, when you started, when you decided, okay, I'm going to start cosplaying and stuff, what did you have to go through, like, mentally to be like, I need to somehow take these cosplays and adapt it to my culture and my beliefs? And did that, like, tear you between, uh, I don't think I'm going to cosplay because I don't know if I can do it? Or, like, what was, like, the internal struggle you had to go through? I think initially, um, I definitely had the whole, okay, well, obviously... I think when, when I first, like, okay, I think when everybody first thinks of cosplay, heroes of cosplay, right, they hear, like, oh, it's uh, fans who are trying to dress up as character. And the first thing people think of is accuracy. They're expecting, like, an accurate depiction. And a lot of those pictures used to go viral before. It's, like, somebody accurately or even does it better than the actual actor's costume, right? But I think over time, people are able to put more twists and turns into it, right? So for me, I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to be accurate, clearly, um, body type called like really like my I observe the hijab so my modesty level like I'm like there's no way I'm going to be accurate so I'm gonna just go all out and do whatever I want and so once I once I kind of there was also this mental struggle like I said it's like I don't know if people will recognize me and I'm like if people aren't going to do that then I'm just gonna do what I want to do right I'm just gonna be comfortable and so um when I started researching cosplays there was also another thing that stood out so um, cosplaying in the anime world in Malaysia and Indonesia is really popular among Muslim, like visibly Muslim women who wear the hijab. What they do is very interesting. They take fabric to emulate hair. In my opinion, that's way more creative. It's, it's more harder. Like you, literally, like if you see these cosplays, you would think it's actual hair, but then up close, you know, it's fabric. That's like they braid the fabric, they pin it up in different ways. But I was like, I wanted to redesign the character I wanted to change because uh, because I wear the hijab. And a lot of times growing up, when I read fiction stories, when I read first-person stories, you know, they're like, oh, I did this, you know, like, you know those books. And so I would pretend it was me. But when the live action came out, it's usually like a white girl, white girl, guy or girl. And I'm like, well, that's not me, right? So when I started cosplaying, I wanted to be the superhero. I wanted to be the protagonist in the story. I wanted to be how I read it. And so I had a chance to take the character and put a, my spin on it. Like, I, I redesigned it as a Muslim woman. Like, practically, what would I look like? I don't know yeah. if I'm making sense at this point. Like, oh, no. Like, no, like, you're, no, you're perfectly making sense. Especially from the pictures. I mean, you can tell. Yeah, so I'm, I'm imagining, like, if I was the character, how would I dress, right? So if someone's wearing, like, a really skin-tight latex outfit, I'm not going to wear that. So I would redesign it. I'd uh, add a skirt or flare up, make make the pants like baggier or something. I don't know what, depending on the character, I would do something that would be more appropriate for a Muslim woman who would be that character, who would be the protagonist in that story. So I think um, that 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 was definitely an initial process for me getting from, I don't know how I'm going to do this accurately to redesigning it. And I think one thing that... Um, you know, what's the word? Like one thing that encouraged me was people still recognize the character even if it wasn't accurate, right? And people, in fact, liked it. And it was especially, like, other, not just Muslim women, but just, like, anybody of POC that recognized, like, a character can be different and still be the character, you know? Yeah. So that that motivation also helped me push more into, um, whatchamacallit, like, into redesigning the uniforms or the costumes and stuff. Yeah, I like what you were saying about how, you know, some of the hijabs that... They like some cosplayers, they were able to make the hijabs look like hair because I know that you had posted on Facebook 
Um, it was a couple of cosplayers where like it it literally looked like it was their hair that they were wearing. I mean, like even the Kim Possible cosplay that you did, like when I first saw it, like I thought it was your hair. And then like when I looked closely at it, I was just like, okay, that's not her hair. And like that's why I thought that that cosplay was like so sweet, man, because it's like you did a phenomenal job on it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think hijab cosplay is interesting because it requires us to get creative either way. Whether we're redesigning it or whether we're emulating actual hair, either way, it requires like an extra level of creativity, right? It's like you have to figure out how you're going to do this without actual, with, with just fabric, basically. Yeah, and like another cosplay that I saw that you did that I really, um, that I really enjoyed was the Beetlejuice cosplay that you had did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, that one was fun. That one was, that has a funny story. I wasn't really super into Beetlejuice. Like, I've watched the movie, and I'm like, oh, it's cool. Like, Tim Burton's, you know, Tim Burton's stuff is really cool. Yeah. But I was, um, I don't know, I think I was window shopping, and I saw a skirt. It was actually supposed to be a high fashion skirt. So it was, like, very, like, pish posh uh, model outfit. And I looked at the skirt, and I'm like, I want to make this into a Beetlejuice. <laughs> that was literally the inspiration from a high fashion magazine. I'm just like, okay, this is going to become Beetlejuice. So I got this good. And then I looked online for a top and then I put them together and I found I had to buy a hijab. So it's pretty much all of it is bought. I didn't actually sew anything for the Beetlejuice. Um, but finding the right color hijab was tricky. And then I did have to style the hijab to get that messy, crazy look. Because, I see that. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, I I used like a starch solution, and then I used um, uh, like a blow dryer to like crumple the hijab in specific places and like make it stiff. And yeah, then I had to pin it up the next morning. And obviously, makeup makeup's not too hard for Beetlejuice because it's a very messy look. So it's like, oh, this is this is actually the easiest makeup. It's way easier than everyday makeup because you just have to make a hot mess on your face. <laughs> and yeah, I had also saw that um, uh, on one of the posts that you had put up for the Beetlejuice cosplay that uh, some of the kids like they weren't they weren't feeling you. Like, were you scaring kids in the park when you oh had on this God. cosplay? Yeah, <laughs> that I was not expecting because. I mean, normally when you see kids in the park, you're smiling or you want to like say hi, whatever. The kids were terrified of me. And for a second, I forgot <laughs> my makeup was on. And I was like, oh, right. I'm in a scary costume. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, well, when you think about it, like when Beetlejuice originally came out, I mean, like, I, I guess you could say like it was like a horror comedy. Uh, right. I mean, Beetlejuice was a scary character. I, I, I would say that it wasn't until the cartoon came out where he became like that funny that funny uncle, like that's pretty much what I thought about Beetlejuice when I saw him on the cartoon, and they changed up the uh, the whole the backstory of his character and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Later on, they made it more friendly, more like approach, like more. Yeah. Like so, the audience would like it more, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like now, it's it's seen as more casual, more fun character. It's not a scary character anymore. It's also interesting how just like changing the personality. Can even though it looks, it's supposed to look scary and everything, but they just changed. They wrote the character differently, and all of a sudden, everyone is like more approachable and everything. You know. Yeah. Now, I had noticed that there was a newspaper article based on, you know, you. I guess in a sense at New York Comic Con back in 2017. 2017. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm not sure which one, but yes, go on. Uh, I mean, it just. 
it had your name and it said the Muslim woman who took photos of hijabi cosplayers slaying at oh, New York Comic yes, Con. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that. Yes. Um that was so I think when I started cosplaying in 2016, I also wanted to capture women who cosplayed. Because when I was researching for my own cosplays, I could not find anyone in America. I found people in like like the anime world there was a lot, but not um not in the mainstream American, like Marvel, DC, not in comic conventions, like the U.S. comic conventions. I didn't see anyone doing hijabi cosplay, and not too many at least. Literally, it was just like one or two videos at most, right? So that made me want to capture people who were doing Because I knew people were doing it, but I don't think it was as common. And yeah. I couldn't find them. Like for my own research, I would Google any character and there's nobody. Nobody's doing them. So... I wanted to comp compile. So 2016, I just posted them on my Instagram. Like, I think I had like nine pictures. I didn't get a lot of people, but um, I just posted them. And then 2017, I decided to go more than Instagram. So I did a blog about it and it got picked up. Like it picked up a little bit, at least in the Muslim community. And then uh, Muslim Girl, which is a publication. Um, it's kind of like the BuzzFeed, but like it's like uh, Muslim women who do it. Um, they picked it up and they wanted to interview me for it. Uh, in 2016, I believe, BuzzFeed kind of captured me. I have a photo of myself on BuzzFeed on their one of their New York Comic Con posts. So that kind of bolstered 2017's article where they wanted to interview me and like like ask me what am I doing and why am I capturing these women? And I was like, you know, we have a lot of people doing it but there's not a much exposure online that yes there are girls doing this so that's why i wanted to yeah so that, that was kind of fun that the interview was nice and yeah i think i i actually think at the moment it has you know it's caught on fire like it's it's what's the word i'm like it's snowballed because now there's a lot more women like that it went I personally know. <laughs> hold on hold on real quick will you <laughs> We I, use that pretty much. We use the word snowball every week on this podcast. And it's like, as soon as you, as soon as you, you say that. it too. <laughs> it's like, as soon as you said that, Trav, he looked over and I gave got me excited. That. I was like, yeah, she says that word too. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's cool that you did that because it's like that, the whole representation and, you know, it's opening up like all of these different cosplayers to, the world to see because it's like you said it's like when at first like you wasn't really seeing a lot of you know cosplayers with hijabs on and stuff like that and it's like by you taking pictures and you know just getting them out there you know it's, it's kind of like you said it's snowballing like you know what i'm saying it, it gets the it puts the word out there yeah no i i yeah totally agree actually now that i think about it um yeah, like I really couldn't find anyone when I researched. And then these women that I captured, I obviously like, you know, kept in touch with them. And that's kind of also how we pulled off last year, the Avengers, the hijab heroes. Because, yeah, we saw that. Yeah, yeah we, I had to, I kept in touch with them and we made a Facebook group. I'm like, yo, let's, you know, if we're doing this, we should do it together. And everybody enjoyed getting to know each other and everybody enjoyed working together. We pretty much all worked on our own. Like it was all virtual, but everybody got to see each other like 20 minutes before showtime. Um, we were on the Marvel stage at Comic-Con, but it was, it was, it was a fun experience. It was good. It was great coming along because I think 2016, I didn't even capture that many women. And then 2018, we have more than that on stage together. 
for one group cosplay, right? So that yes. was that was definitely awesome. So I think in so, hindsight, I'm super glad I did what I did. So pretty much it was it was like Avengers Infinity War. Pretty much. I mean, it's like, you know You were Thor. You you brought you brought everybody together. Yeah, I was I was Thor and it, yeah, it was good. Um well I was Thor and yeah, I basically so for the group cosplay we did it during between Avengers and sorry, uh, not Endgame, Infinity War and Endgame because we knew you know it was hot. Everybody and the thing is, it was also easier to like finding a mutual fandom can also be tricky, right? So it's like everybody knows Marvel at this point. Like literally everyone on this universe knows Marvel at this point. So it was much yeah. easier to pick a fandom that everyone knew, which was Marvel. It was like, hey, we have like a ton of hero options to pick from. So yeah, we went Infinity War. We had like Nebula, Gamora. Um, Nick Fury. Everyone was there. It was it was great. I mean, even uh, you had another picture with um, I don't know if you were Ash or somebody else was Ash from Pokemon. I don't believe that was me. Ash from Pokemon. Was it on the Hijab Heroes or no? I had just you know I was no, just scrolling through no, your it's, Instagram it's, and no, it's, it's it. not you. It's it's a picture that you that had, you had, had captured. That you oh had yes, captured. I think she was Ultra Ball. I believe. Let me go on my Instagram real quick. Because well, I, I know there was a, another one where you had a girl dressed up as Espeon. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to go down on my Insta just to find the pictures. Yeah, because I mean, like, I'm, cause, like looking on your Instagram, it's, it's like how you were saying, like, when you... Uh, yeah, when, when you, I started you, you know, initially, it was a lot of other people. I mean, now it's more me because it's like a cosplay page. But yes. Yes, it's like it, you captured you captured other hijabi cosplayers. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that's and that's something that I'm noticing on uh, on your Instagram. Like you said, it's like of course you know you gotta you gotta support you and put your stuff out there, but it's like you're using your platform to and your influence to you know give other hijabi cosplayers that that shine and that spotlight that they regularly wouldn't get. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's super important for people. Like, I know a lot of people follow me because they're, like, inspired and they're like, oh, this is so cool. Um, but I also do it because if they're watching me, I, I mean, the thing is, there's only so many characters I'm going to cosplay. And it's not always about me, right? It's like, it's like we want to see creative representation of Muslim women. So it's like, yeah. hey, if somebody else is doing it, it's about uplifting them as well, you know? So... Like I've seen that like a, a lot of the cosplays that you've uh, really done have been Marvel cosplays. Like, are there any other different fandoms that you would like to explore? Like, I mean, like I also saw that you had did Doctor Strange and you did uh, Merida from the movie Brave. And of course, the Beetlejuice one that we was talking about earlier. But what are some uh, future cosplays that you would like to do? Oh, future cosplays. I, I, I'm going to say I'm going to be honest. I definitely have a favorite fandom. And so most of my cosplays tend to be, Oh, it's so much easier if I just watch, like, um, I watch Spider-Verse and I'm like, Oh, I want to do this character. And then I've been forever meaning to do Miss Marvel. Um, she's not on live action yet, but she has, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but Miss Marvel is like, a yeah, part yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know who she is. The uh, she, new, the new, the new Miss Marvel, the new yes. Miss Marvel. Yes. yes. The new Miss Marvel. I mean, now we have Brie has become not Brie. Sorry. Carol Danvers has taken Captain Marvel. So, but yeah, I still want to do her. Um, in terms of other fandoms, I mean, I do time to time, like like I said, like Beetlejuice. I've done Merida. I've done Tardis from Doctor Who. Doctor Who is one of my major other fans. And Kim Possible, obviously, Disney. Um, 
But yeah, I definitely lean more towards Marvel. The two cosplays that I'm planning are Doc Ock um, from Spider-Verse and Miss Marvel. They, I, I recognize that they're both Marvel characters. But I don't know. Yeah, um, I just found the Ash picture, by the way. I just found it. And yes, it is somebody else. It is not me. Um, but yeah, they are... Um, the picture with Ash in it, and I am not from sure they're three sisters all of they're my friends as well and they always go to comic cons and cosplay together and they were one of the people that inspired me to go out there and cosplay because they're all hijabis i'm sorry i know i went off tangent on your last question but my eyes just no you no that's cool <laughs> and, and i'm i'm looking at that picture as well and i noticed that uh one of them is actually cosplaying i believe it's um ty from digimon yes yes i see i see that yeah, yes. yeah, somebody. Yeah, one one of them is uh, cosplaying Ash. I don't know. Uh, do you know what the girl in the middle? Do you know what she's cosplaying as? I don't remember. She did tell me. I was uh, no, but I don't remember. But they they were supposed to be all like nineties, nineties um, cartoons. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, she's cosplaying as uh, as Conan from Case Clothes, right? Oh yeah, I think so. I think she's mentioned Conan before. Yeah, I, I believe that is correct. Yeah. yeah. That's why that's why your boy is a nerd. It's like I was just looking. I'm just like, but see, like that's what you were saying earlier about how it's like you know you are cosplaying and oh this they might not know who I am, but it's like just looking at their costumes that they're wearing. I'm just like, because I was at first I was thinking I was just like, okay, who has a red bow tie and <laughs> she's wearing a black hijabi, and I'm just like, okay, like who could she be? And I'm like, okay, like she looks like. She's cosplaying as Conan, so bam, I, I knew who she was cosplaying as. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's other ways, I, I guess, even though, like, hair is a pretty important part of a person, there's other ways to recognize a character and to play around with the symbols that character has, you know, to still make it significant. Yeah, and I, I uh, like, just scrolling up, like, I see that there's um, somebody else, they're cosplaying as Black Panther and Black Widow, and... I mean, just just looking at these cosplays, I mean, like like they're phenomenal. Like they're really good. Like it's like you were saying earlier. It's like you have to make the costume work for you, and it has to be comfortable for what you're going to be doing. And as long as you're having fun with it, like that's all that really matters. Like that's that's what cosplay is. It's all about having fun. Oh yeah, yeah, that is true. It's about the fandom. It's about connecting. You know. It's 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 a hobby. It's a very stressful hobby, but it's still a hobby. People do it for fun. Have you ever have you um ever thought about cosplaying as any anime characters? Like do you have any favorite animes out there that you like right now? So I'm not super into anime. I never got into I mean I've watched here on and off. Like I really, really love Death Note. Travis has made a new friend. Yeah, there we go. For, <laughs> first First it was the snowball. Now now it's the death note. I got the L- got goosebumps. I got the L tattoo on my arm. Oh I my mean, god, that's amazing. A new bond has been formed here. Oh my god, yes. I love Death Note. Yes. I mean it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant writing, brilliant story. Like I mean, there's so much like I think one of the things there's like a fatigue, like when you watch stuff, I, I like it gets easy to guess at some point. But Death Note, like the whole time I was on my toes, I was like, I don't know what's happening. You know? And every episode is a cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh my God. Every yes. episode is a cliffhanger. It had the adrenaline like the whole time. Like there was no snoozing at all. Like you were just alert, like, oh my God. 
Yeah. And there's no violence until towards the end of the anime. Oh, wow. I never yeah, thought about real. it, but you're right. Like, yeah, it's like a full-on strategy. Like, it's, like, yeah. it's, like, it's like a it's chess, chess game. Yeah, it's like a chess game. Oh, my God. That is true. Yeah, there was no violence at all. You're right. Like, it was just the very, very end, the last scene. Wow. So now that we know, I, it's like Travis keeps wanting to ask you questions. I know. I, okay. <laughs> all right. Look, this is the last question I'm going to ask her. Then I'll let you ask ask your questions, Travis. But since that you said that uh, that you like Death Note, you know I got to ask you, did you watch the Death Note movie that Netflix came out with? Oh, my God. No. I, I have this thing with myself. Like, if something is so bad, I do not want mm. my memory to be ruined. I will not. It's It's, yeah, I can't. I remember when I was younger, when we first, you know, like Harry Potter was a huge thing. A lot of people didn't like Harry Potter live action. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch it. I'm just going to, you know, just keep the uh, the book version of my in my head. Eventually I did watch it. But like, I, I'm very stubborn about that. Like if something is really bad, I'm like, I'm not watching the movie. And it's um, really bad. It's really uh, bad. So I get why maybe a casual fan or somebody who's never seen the anime might think it's okay. Yeah. But for people like us who like really enjoy this series, you're going to watch the movie and just facepalm. Yeah. And I, and I feel like... Also, like, the... American media versus Japanese. Come on. Like, it's like, there's no way that we're going to pull that off. Well, I mean, definitely, we can all agree that it was better than Dragon Ball Evolution, though. I don't know if you've seen that, but... I've seen some, like, here episodes here and there. I've not, like, followed through the whole series. No, 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 not no, not the series. I'm talking about the movie that came out, Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh like no, I don't worst. believe I don't believe I've seen that. Yeah, trust me, you, you don't want to see that. Like, <laughs> I would I would recommend watching the Death Note film over the Dragon Ball Evolution film. Okay. But yes, Travis, now you can ask your questions. I'm sorry for keep on. <laughs> well, I was gonna say because you brought up doing the Doc Ock uh, cosplay, but and he knows when I saw your Spider Man cosplay, I thought it was. Like that's my favorite cosplay that I'd seen. Really? On your well, Instagram was the Spider-Man one. Because I wasn't going for a cosplay. I was just going for like an inspired look. You know what I mean? I know. I just thought it was so cool. Like the yeah. how it, it really looks like his suit, you yeah. know, but not his suit. I just thought, man, it was just like really, really, really well done. Yeah. Like I, I, like I get what you're saying. Like, uh, like you was just going for like like a formal look type deal, right? Kind of. Basically, one of the things I think I've been moving more from cosplay to just designing, because if you look at my Captain Marvel hijab, like it has nothing to do with the character's outfit at all. Right. Right. But I was just like, you know, if she was, well, you see, if, if like, if you think about it, right, as uh, if Captain Marvel herself was a hijabi, she wouldn't wear like a blonde hijab. She would wear something that goes with the outfit. So I was yeah. like, I'm going to design a scarf that she could wear. So that was, that was the inspiration for the scarf. So a lot of times what I like to do is just like, or things like if you look at the, if you look at the Spider-Man hijab, which is just like a red hijab with like a blue web on it. It's something yeah. I could actually casually wear every day. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't like pop out. Like it wouldn't seem out of place. It could just go with a regular outfit. I actually have worn that outfit just casually like to the park or whatever. Um, I also have a couple of other hijabs I've designed, which is, which are not on my Instagram, but I have, uh, I have a, I don't know why it's not on my Instagram. I should totally put it up there. I have a Captain America hijab. Um, and I have a Doctor Who hijab. Um, these hijabs are something like I've designed for like casual everyday wear. Um, but yeah, because I think well, for me, it's like I'm not a huge T-shirt person. Right. And then if you think of hijabi women more than our top, it's like the hijab that pops out. So if I want to express my fandom, it's going to be on my hijab, you know, 
<laughs> so that's why I've also kind of gone more into like designing fandom wear, like nerd hijab nerds wear, whatever. So yeah, some of my cosplays have that element to it as well. And and I think that that's a really good idea because it's like there's not a lot of hijabs out there that you know that you would easily be able to find. And I think that that's a good business for you. It's 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 kind of like a cosplayer making costumes for people who don't know how to make costumes. Right, right. There's a lot of people who do cosplay commissions as well. Yeah. Now, do you do you openly wear these out? Like, I know you said you hadn't posted them on your Instagram. I do. I do. Just, this is everyday wear for you. Well, I mean, not every single day, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's literally in my like my everyday hijab wear, like where I put them in my wardrobe. It's it's I'm one of off them. So if it goes with the outfit, I'll put it on. You know. Um, I really should upload them. I don't know why I haven't done that yet, but I should get to it. <laughs> so have you ever had any, have you ever had any hardships like in cosplay, like, uh, like any people's like saying any derogatory things to you or anything like that? Um, I think, yeah, I think unfortunately no, none of us can like escape that, I guess. I've definitely had like sexual harassment and cosplay, which is really weird. Cause like people make it about you know, oh man, cosplayers are wearing lewd cosplays. That's why they get targeted. I'm like, no, I'm like fully covered. I, this was in a right, Beetlejuice yeah. costume. And I'm like, it's never a bad identity. It's just like people just, people are bad or just, you don't have manners. Um, so in terms of racially or like, um, I'm trying to think, there were, there were like few, I don't know if I would say bad or good, but it's like still a weird question. They're like, when I was doing Agent Carter, so Agent Carter, the character itself, her colors are very patriotic and yeah. like red, white, and blue. And she's also a patriotic character, which she works for the U.S. military. Well, more so the intelligence system, but still, um, she works for the government, right? So a person was like, oh, you can be Muslim and you can be patriotic. I'm like, yeah, because I'm American. So it's like my country. And so why can't I, you know, like apart from the character, it's like. Like, it's like, what, what about Muslim and American is exclusive? You know, like Muslims have been here for like ages, ages and ages. Um, yeah. So you, I do get questioned like that, like in terms of like, why are you cosplaying certain characters? Um, what was the question again? I think I answered it, but I'm not sure. No, no, you, you did, you did answer it. And, you know, I was about to say that, you know, it's, it's crazy that, you know, even with the cosplays that you do that, you know, you get idiots that come up to you and say, Oh, well, you know, you shouldn't be cosplaying this because you know, you're Muslim and that's a patriotic character. It, you know, it doesn't matter what race you are, you know, what size you are. Like there's all, there's always going to be like some, some asshole that's just going to say, Oh, you can't do this. And right. you know, I'm happy that, you know, that you've never let, you know, people like that deter you from doing what you love. And like, that's how it's supposed to be with anybody that loves doing something. It's like, if you love it, it's like, why am I going to let this, this, this person, I was about to say this guy, because I know most of the time and, you know, in the nerd, it's usually always guys that crap on, you know, cosplayers, uh, this people of color or, you know, sexes and whatnot. But it's like, we're all doing this for fun. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think um, since you brought it up, I'm thinking about, well, in conventions, funnily enough, it's not as bad because I do feel like in conventions or maybe because I have more of an online presence than a convention presence, um, because more so people in convention, like I'm walking around other cosplayers and stuff, right? 
But when we did go viral online as Hijab Heroes last year, um, what happened was there was also like, you know, it's a small teeny percentage, honestly. It was mostly overwhelming support. But there were people who said pretty hor- like horrible things. Um, one of my friends straight up had anxiety just reading the negative comments. And I'm like, no, 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 you should get away from the internet. Um, one of my friends who cosplay. But yeah, there were, char- there were people who were like, oh, you know, like we've come to bomb America or whatever. Uh, and, uh, you know, like they sh- what are they doing here? They should be saving themselves or like a lot of sexist remarks. Um, there was all the stupid comments. Like somebody tweeted bacon at me and I'm just like, what is this supposed to do to me? Like yeah, you tweeted yeah. a picture of bacon. Woohoo. Like I, I don't, I really was like so baffled. I'm like, what, what is, <laughs> oh my God. So, um, yeah, I mean, some people like don't fully understand what is going on. They just, or I think some of the comments are from people who don't understand cosplay and that that's yeah. purely online. That doesn't happen at conventions. People will be like, well, Kim Possible doesn't wear pants. I mean, say Kim Possible doesn't wear a skirt. So this is incorrect. And I'm like, well, it's about cosplaying. I'm not, I'm not the Impossible. I'm doing my own version, right? She doesn't yeah. wear a hijab either. Um, so yeah, things like that. Yeah, they're making it seem like you starred in the movie. <laughs> and, and this is what, you know, you're, you're looking like or something. It's like, that's right. the whole point of cosplaying. It's, exactly. it's like they always just try to get a rise out of you and, and hope to you know, bring you down and it's, it's dumb. Well, it, I mean, it literally translates to costume play. Yeah. Right. Like we're exactly. just playing, we're playing pretend here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's also people who would say things like, Oh, you should cosplay your own characters or people who look like you. And that begins a whole different conversation about representation. I'm like, well, there's literally nobody out there I could do. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. Like, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, so- it's- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was just gonna, yeah, I was just saying, yeah, there's like literally nobody out there. There's no Muslim women character out there. Um, if Muslim women or if Muslims at all are in any form of television, network show, whatever, they tend to be the bad guys. They're very like monolithic, one dimensional character that are bad guys. Or if they're a woman, they also tend to be like victims or refugees that need help mm-hmm. and they need somebody right. to save them. Yep. That's it. And I'm like, there's 2 billion, almost, I should say, there are, it's, I think, 1.7 or something billion Muslims in the world. And I'm like, you're going to reduce all of us into this one-dimensional or two one-dimensional characters in all of Hollywood, right? So it's, it's the same thing with black characters, too. Right, right. I think, like, in recent years, there has been. But for the longest time, it was just such a monolith, right? It was like, all black people are the exact same. You know, all Asian people are the exact same. And some ethnicities didn't even exist. Like, I don't think, like, there, there were, like, no Native Americans, like, ever. Like, I don't, I barely remember, no, I can barely think of anything that's like, oh, yeah, this is a Native American character in a movie or show. So, yeah, so that brings about, like, when people say things like, oh, you should do your own character, I'm like, tell me, I will do it. Tell me who I can do, you know what I mean? And that should yeah. reduce or, you know, limit someone from enjoying fiction, comics, movies, whatever, video games. Yeah. And it's and it's crazy because it's like, you know, before we started doing this, uh, doing the episode with you, like me and Trav, we were just talking about, uh, you know, like when we were kids, like we knew that Superman was white. We knew that Batman was white. But it's like when we wore that costume, we didn't see color. We just saw you're batman yeah yeah yeah, yeah, i'm batman i'm superman you know it's like nobody would come up to 
to my parents and be like, hey, your son can't cosplay Superman. Superman is white. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why do why do fans feel like that they need to go up to other fans and tell them, hey, you can't cosplay Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman is white or you don't look like her. It's like, in all honesty, nobody looks like the person that they're cosplaying. Yeah. You and know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's the, it's the and, same I mean, thing. Who determines who looks like the character? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, when they cast an actor to play a character, even I was about that, to say the same thing. Exactly. It's the character who defined the character. I mean, sorry, it's the actor who defines the character. But replace the actor, you have a different character, you know? So it's like it's 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 not it's not like definite. It's not defined by some laws of nature. Like this is exactly who Wonder Woman is, or something like that. A different actor picks up the mantle, and that's it. Game changes. So, what advice would you give to other Muslim cosplayers who want to get into cosplay, and they might they might encounter situations like that? Like, what words of encouragement and wisdom would you give to them? I mean, I would first of all tell them not to be afraid of the negative comments. It's like extremely, extremely, extremely minimum compares into the bigger picture. Like the internet, particularly like Twitter for me, like Twitter is like super supportive, super overwhelming support. Um, and honestly, just have fun because conventions, no one's really mean. I straight up like convention. There was like the nothing negative happens. Everyone's really cool. In fact, like I just I love nerds in general because I feel like nerds are very they understand Nerds, like, at least, like, I know now nerds are, like, mainstream, but growing up, we were all picked on, right? We were all yeah, the exactly. weird ones out. We were all, like, we're not going to talk about our stuff to other people. Uh, you know, we had to code switch almost, like, when we could be weird and we, we could not be weird. So I think at in, fan, in, in conventions, everyone's cool. Everyone's supportive. They're loving. Um, if, if you're afraid of the internet's reaction... It's overwhelmingly supportive and positive at all times. There's going to be like one guy, but that, that, that's always for me personally, if anything, I've used that to motivate me even more. Um, so it's like, like, you know, if people have negative comments, I'm like, well, I'll show you. If you think I, I, I took this character and that hurts you, I'm going to take two more characters next. Time. I'm going to bring a whole group, you know, um, things like that. And for the most part, have fun. Honestly, like I think cosplay is about having fun. Right. And if you enjoy it, it will show in your costume. Because like when I started cosplaying, my cosplays were all like store bought. I like put it together, but like bought different pieces. You know what I mean? Um, Even now, like I still don't know how to sew. A lot of people are surprised. Like you don't sew your... I'm like, I kind of do. Like I make the shield and stuff, but I I don't know how to sew. I prefer hog gluing. I literally hog glue everything. (laughs) I will hog glue the seams of the fabric to make the cape. I like it just... It's much easier. Um, and it which, works. Yeah, it works. And you, the thing is, costumes, you're just going to wear it a few times. So it's like, it yeah. doesn't need to be like hardcore made. I mean, unless you're like a professional costume maker, of course, then you have to do that. But I'm just having fun. It's my time, my money. So I'm going to just do the best of, you know. Um, so yeah, have fun. Do it within your limits. And go crazy or not. As as Because I know cosplayers, some people don't like too much attention to do like more low-key characters. Um, some people do bigger characters, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, I, I will say um, what you were saying, going back to what you were just saying about like uh, just putting costumes together. Like I had just went to this horror con called um, Scares That Care here in Virginia. Oh, and yeah. I, want, I wanted to, you know, come up with my own cosplay. And I bought like a smiley face mask, 
I wore a flannel, a flannel shirt and some jeans and some boots. And like people was taking pictures with me. Like they were asking me <laughs> questions about my costume. And I was like, it's, it was just something I just threw together. Like I wanted to just make your own have character. a smiley face. Yeah. Like I'm always smiling. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a very positive person. So it's like, what better way than to make a costume where I'm an evil Benjamin Banks. You know what I'm saying? Shut up, Trail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, like, hey, don't hate on me. I'm not hating. Like, no, have I, you, I, have, I have you ever it. cosplayed before? Yeah. What? What do you mean, what? Who who have you cosplayed Squall? as? Squall. When? Uh, NecoCon 11? I ain't never seen no pictures. Well, that's not my fault. Where they at, I've cosplayed though? a Squall, uh, and we built Keyblades. You know what? You know why i probably never seen any pictures? Why? Because of Facebook. Because of Facebook. Facebook. They got rid of it. They got rid They, got they did the Thanos snap. Or, or like they said in Spider-Man, the blip. Oh, man. Now, so spe- speaking of blip, outside of, you know, cosplay and stuff like that, what are just some more of your interests that things that you do in your everyday life? Um, Everyday life? I think, like, Phantom takes up most of my everyday life. No, um, I don't know. Um, I, I, I professionally I work in mental health, and I'm trying to become a therapist at the moment. I work for the Department of Health. I'm a mental health educator, so I teach like mental health first aid, um, just recognizing signs and knowing how to get help and what what exact help the people need. Kind of like think of like CPR, but for mental health. You know, like CPR doesn't make you an expert medical surgeon or something but you kind of get like the idea that somebody needs help and how to help them so yeah um mental health is something i'm very passionate about like i yes i'm getting paid for the job now but i used to be very passionate about it even before then um like in the community um organizing workshops or connecting people to you know what they need um it's something i've studied because i i did major in psychology but i've i still continue to research and i'm still in touch with my professors and i'm like plan to pursue a master's in it so that's one of the things more academic oriented that i am in um other than that i love like i love traveling um and i have like a major wanderlust so even like new york city like i live here but there's so many things happening in new york city every other weekend um exhibits and museums change all the time so that's like that's really cool and like uh we have pop-up shops so yeah, I love going to finding nooks and crannies. Um, yeah, in New York City, exploring, exploring my hometown, exploring outside of the year, things like that. Now, you live in New York City or Nerd York City? Because now <laughs> I'm confused. Um, I, I would like to say New York City is Nerd York City. I mean, comic books, Especially a now. lot of them are based. A lot of the characters are based off New York. And I mean, actually, if you go, uh, where are you guys located? By the way, just wanna. We're in um, Virginia. You guys are so in I Virginia. Think- no, no, that's cool. Um, so if you guys are ever here, the National Cartoon Society—I forgot what year it was established in—and this this is a bar that's still there. This is where Spider-Man was first sketched. And if you go to that bar, the the, the entire wall on the first floor. They have murals of a lot of comic characters. And it, it was like the meeting place of the early cartoonists. I, again, I, I don't remember the timeline exactly. But it's, it's a pretty cool place to go to know that that one bar and that one spot has led to like this universal franchise and like a whole new medium, you know. 
so I do like history. I like, I like, you know, walking through the city and just like figuring out, um, old things like that. So yeah, I combine that's my, cool too. You, yeah. you get to walk through New York city and can be like, Hey, this is where Spider-Man did this. And oh this my God. Is I do that all the, the time movie. with people that are new to the city or even people who are in the city. I'm like, you know, this is the building where they filmed this. Oh, this right, building, nice. amazing Spider-Man too. This happened. I do that all the time. Or like I would go by Chrysler building and that's where Thor was in one of the movies. I'm like, this is Thor's building. This is my building. Right. Yeah, um, that's awesome. <laughs> well, look, have you have you ever thought about I don't know if you've seen um these pictures online before, but it's like somebody it's like they go to locations of uh scenes that have happened in movies and it's like they'll place the picture and the scene. It's like have you ever thought about doing something like that? I have. And at the same time, so I do have photographer friends, which would make it my life easy. But then it's also New York City is very tricky. A lot of the movies, when they do these places, for example, uh, the first Avengers movie, they're fighting in front of Grand Central Station. And yeah. it's very iconic. And But the thing is, the angle and the spot that they actually fought in the movie is not accessible by pedestrians at all. It's like, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's a highway and it's over a bridge. It's like, I wouldn't even know how to get a picture there. There are some people who have walked on the ledge and like taken risky shots of sunsets. Cause it's like really beautiful, but I'm like, they filmed it because, you know, they just make a fake set and they did it. But in real life, cause I wanted, I was like, Oh, I wish the hijab heroes could go there and take a picture. And then my photographer friends were like, there's no way you can get there. And I'm like, Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because maybe one person we could sneak in, but let a group, there is no way we could do that. Um, but it's it's still cool. Like, I think for me, it's just like my own personal secrets. Like, if I'm walking around the city, I'm like, I know these historical figures and how they connect to comic book history. Um, and I think we have, like, we're getting a Stanley Street now in the Bronx. Yeah, and, yeah. And Brooklyn actually has a statue of Captain America. That, oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like Brooklyn, Rocky and Philly. Um, it's moved around in different spots of Brooklyn. I think it's an industry city right now. It's like it's like the, the small market thing. I still have yet to go see that Captain America statue, but yeah, it, it's it's really cool. I I think like I think for me, I'm very fortunate to live in New York City and be such a nerd because there's a lot of nerd history and current nerdum that's very intertwined with the city, right? Yeah, and it also takes that lens of fandom to see and notice it all. Right, because I think some a tourist could walk past the same things and just be like, "Oh, it's a cool building," or maybe they'll know something else about the building. But I'm like, "Yes, Stanley's name is right next to the building, or there's a mural here about Spider-Man, things like that." Yeah, so I know that you had said that you know you've gone to a lot of conventions in New York. Has there been any other conventions outside of New York that you've gone to? And if not, um, where are some conventions that you would love to go to and show off all of your wonderful cosplays at? Oh my God. Um, this is crazy. I, uh, but mostly for financial reason, I've stayed within New York, but I wanted to go to awesome con. It fell out last minute, but here's what's crazy. Oh my God. This was like, it broke my heart, but it couldn't happen. I was invited to SDCC, like invited free tickets. Cause the oh, tickets, nice. the tickets are impossible to get, you know, like yeah. I, I tried to get tickets in December and it didn't work out because their online system is like, it's more exclusive than New York comic con. They have less people than New York comic con but uh, more like organizers and stuff, right? So I didn't get the ticket, so I didn't budget for that, um, what do you call it, the trip. And so last, like July is when con, uh, the SDCC happens, right? Wait, July or June? I always get confused. I think in July. Uh, I, believe it's, I believe it's July. Yeah, yeah. July, so it's like July, mid-July yes. somewhere it happens. 
And yes. June, like a month before, a person reaches out to me to be in a panel. And I'm like, I would love to, but I, I like, how is this going to work? They're like, we can give you a ticket, but you, it has to be your flights. And I'm like, I didn't budget this. I don't have money with flights. But, and then crazy enough, somebody else hit me up and they're like, yo, if you come, you can room with me. But the thing is, finding, getting last minute tickets were also super expensive. It was like a grand or like 800 or a grand. And I'm like, I, I can't do it. It was too last minute for me. But I was like dying inside. I was like, not only am I like going to, like if I could do it, it was not just like, just go to SDCC. It was like, no, you're going to be at a whole panel. I was like, what? Like it yeah, is the crazy. convention of the conventions and all the cool people. Why? Well, hey, there's always next year. I know. I'm like really hoping next year works out. Oh my God. That would be, I was like screaming. I'm screaming. My friends were so excited for me. We're, um, we're trying to bring leveling up there next year. So I, I really hope so. But also, like, I think that was another reason why I freaked out because they told me this a month ago. And I'm like, okay, if I go to SDCC, I have to pull off like a freaking amazing costume. And I'm like, I don't know if I have enough time because like to, you know, to plan, to buy, to make all of that. And I'm just like, I freaked out. But it would have been so cool. It would have been so cool to do it. But I'm, uh, so- I'm hoping there's next year. You know what I mean? There's hopefully there's next year. So if you so if you could have had gone, what would have been that costume that you would have pulled off? See, I don't even know at this point because I was just like, I think. Um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I know what you could have did. You could have did Thanos. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't want to like there's like spoilers because there's things in the plans that I don't want to like give out. Uh-oh. But um, yeah, we, we, have, we have some things planned for this year. The Hijab Heroes will be back. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, look, Malia, it was awesome having you come up here and let us talk with you about your cosplay career and everything like that. And we just want to say that you have our support. You have the support of everybody here from Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. And uh, we hope that you go far in your cosplay career. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, thank you so much. You guys are so sweet. You've been such wonderful delight to talk to. And... Thank you for the support. Thank you for having me as a guest. This is cool. This is my first time doing like a phone call podcasting, and this has been pretty cool. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear more for you guys as well on your podcast. And I I personally want to thank you for coming on because I know that, you know, a couple years ago we started the Roshi's Island group, and we know quite a number of Muslim, you know, fans that listen to this podcast and that are in the group that we've became pretty close with over the years. And, um, just, you know, just sending you my respect and thanks for all that you're doing for them. You know what I mean? And and I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to be very appreciative of this episode. Yeah. Of this episode, when we post it in the group, they're going to be like, Oh wow. Like they have a Muslim cosplayer on leveling up with Benjamin Banks. So thanks for coming up here and doing this with us. And I'm, I'm happy that I came across your picture on Facebook and you know, you were excited to do this episode with us. Yeah, no, again, thank you for having me. Thank you for giving like me a platform and thank you for giving us a platform in general. I would say, um, you know, it definitely takes a lot of people supporting each other for all of us to get where we are, you know? So I, I I'm really personally appreciative of that as well for You're letting welcome. me voice my thoughts and ramblings. <laughs> well, we would love to have you up here again, but before we let you go, Tell everybody in social media land where they can find you at. Oh, of course. Um, thank you. Um, so my name is Maliha Fairuz. I don't have a cosplay name. I just go by Maliha Ness. 
it's like you know maliha madness it's 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 a weird thing with me and my friends so it's like malihana so it's m-a-l-i-h-a-n-e-s-s and you can find me on facebook instagram and twitter it's the same handle everywhere um on facebook i just add people you don't have to follow me you can just send me a request i'll add you twitter and instagram well you know that's different but um yeah so that's uh that's where you guys can find me and i highlight hijab heroes and costumes in hijab all the time so if you are a hijabi cosplayer definitely reach out i would love to connect we have a facebook group and just just general let's be friends <laughs> hey plug plug the facebook group um the facebook group is hijab heroes at the moment it, it's just like if you google i mean if you search up hijab heroes you'll find it um, at the moment, we're just exclusively kind of, it's more of like, it's kind of like POC cosplayers. There's a Facebook group. It tends to just be predominantly POCs who cosplay. So the hijab heroes group is pre- predominantly for hijabi women that cosplay. So if you're interested, definitely just send in a joint request. I'll add you in. Cool. We'll make sure that we, um, that we tag it when we upload this episode. So that way that others can find the group. Oh yes, for sure. That would be awesome. All right. Well, Malia, it was nice interviewing you and it was awesome having you join us today. So we hope that you have a good one and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. See you again. I mean, hear you again. (laughs) Peace. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. There it is. Episode done. I know. Hey, bro. It was really cool having her up here, man. Malia, man, like she was a very cool person. Very talented cosplayer. Very nice. Very nice. It's like, I'm so happy that I came across her her photo on Facebook, and like I said, man, you know you always want to you know like share you share stuff because you never know who you is going to reach. Know, and because somebody shared her picture, it reached me, and I'm just like, yo, she's a cosplayer, she's a nerd. Let's get her on the podcast. And it was a very fun time. Yeah. So um, let's wrap this thing on up. That's what she said. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, everybody that listens to Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Uh, we appreciate the love. We appreciate the support. Uh, we appreciate you sharing us each and every week to friends that have never listened to us because they're listening to us now. Thank you, new listeners that are listening to us. We appreciate you. We love you. And before we get up out of here, make sure you like you follow us on all of our social media accounts for leveling up with benjamin banks by just searching leveling up banks make sure you donate and give us money to our patreon if you are feeling <laughs> generous. Uh, if generous yes travis because i was about to say givey uh, <laughs> yeah if you're feeling generous because we do have bills to pay most importantly make sure you rate and subscribe yes yes to yes the podcast on apple Podcasts, google play spotify stitcher iHeart, wherever you get your podcast needs met. And make sure you hit that retweet button. There it is. Because you never know who's going to see that. Somebody might see it like uh, 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 Chris Evans might see it. And he might see it. And, and he, he might, might say, be man, like, these guys are cool. And then, hey, look, then he might be our phone neighbor. That's right. Nah, he'll be our, he'll be our podcast He'll be neighbor. our podcast neighbor. No, he'll be our Skype neighbor. He'll be like, hey, guys, I'm your Skype neighbor. This look, is Chris he Evans. might be my Instagram Yeah, we neighbor. never know. Might be my Instagram neighbor. And you can follow me on Instagram at ZK Audio. And go ahead and send me an ad on my PSN at TravoiceZK. That's T-R-A-V-I, capital O, capital S, Z-K. And you can find me, your boy, your hero, 
at leveling up with Benjamin Banks. No, that's not my Instagram or Twitter. I'm it is plugging, now. I'm plugging the page again. You can find me, your boy, your hero, on Twitter and Instagram at King Benji underscore Banks. And go on Facebook and type in Benjamin Banks. I should be the first person that pops up. If not, I'm going to hit up my boy Mark Zuckerberg and I want to tell him to fix that. And I only have like 2,000 plus friends. So add me now because once you get to 5,000, I can't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So again, thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next week. Roll out. Yeah!